<laughs> Hi, everybody. How you doing? I am Johan. That is Charleston joining us today on the Better With Age webcast. We have, I don't know if I should say a blast from the past, this man. We have two gentlemen joining us today about, oh, Mo's just coming on now too. Um, our first guest joining us from Kelowna. Used to play with the Calgary Stampeders, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in the 70s, early 80s. Mr. John Helton. John, how are you doing? Doing great, thanks. Very, very well. And just joining us now, Mo, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. Hey. Hi, Mo. Yeah. We can hear you. We are okay. on. Yeah. Good, good. Then that's okay. You already got a picture of me. You don't need to see me. Good. <laughs> You're already looking at me. Yeah. Mo, how are things going? I see you got the nice shirt yeah. on your 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 uh, picture right there. Kansas City Chiefs fan, I take it. Well, yes, I am. Yeah, you have I'm to be after being in Kansas for that long, correct? Well, yeah, but but I, I know the guy who's the head coach of the Chiefs real real well. We coach together, Mr. Andy Reid. You bet. Nice. Absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. That's why I'm a big Kansas City fan. I've always been, but I'm bigger now than any. Anytime, uh, Andy, Andy Reid is probably going to go down as one of the, the greatest offensive coordinators, hey, head coach of all time. I text him after every game, man, with some stuff and everything. And they, I told him, I said, you, you just cease to amaze me about how well you handle those guys and how well you distribute that ball among all that great talent that you have, man, to keep those guys happy. And, and uh, he said, hey, that's part of the game. You got to do it. And uh, and everything, and uh, that's the way it should be done. But yeah. he, he, he's such a great guy, though. I mean, the players they love him, and yeah. a great person, great got a great sense of humor. I mean, he's just an all-around guy, and easy to get along with, and everything. I worked with him for seven seven years, so I, I know him in in and out, and everything. <laughs> that whole team is a is a true testament to speed kills. Exactly, exactly <laughs> right. You're absolutely right. Well, 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 not- Charleston, you, you you know what speed does to an offensive lineman out there on the end. <laughs> Why you always got to bring up that part? Of <laughs> He's always got to bring up that part of the deal about offensive linemen. Hey, hey, Mo. Him you kicking, were, kicking you, the offensive lineman's butt. You were an interior lineman, Mo, and you were an excellent uh, a player and man and a whole bit. But you see, when you get out there on the outside where I started like Charleston, and then for some reason I got moved inside. I was like out in the light and went into the darkness of, of the interior <laughs> doom of, hey, of football. Hey, let, let me just tell you one thing. Things happen a lot faster inside there than they do outside. Right. Uh, you got, yeah. you got a guys are closer to you. You got so much more you got to deal with and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, and, and things are happening a little bit faster in there than it does outside. Now I, I, I've learned that a long time ago when I was playing, and now that I was coaching, when I was coaching, I saw all that kind of stuff. And then players would tell me, "Say, damn, coach, and that happened so fast." I said, "Yeah, it's going to happen fast. <laughs> it's supposed to be there. They're closer to you." I want, I want to but, kind but, of but see, Mo down there in the States, man. You 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 were right on the ball there, so someone ought not be able to get across your face without you putting a lick. Right. See, right. See, you know, you you take a step and you still got a step to go, and then boom. And and, right. and, and if you're not sliding with it, I mean Charleston, he he 
if they didn't have a back back there, he'd be getting 40 sacks a season. Exactly right. I know. I like, so I like to consider myself a mastery in getting offensive linemen in space. If I get right. you in space, That's I what win. you want to do. <laughs> you you want to get him in space, no doubt. That's Jones, the only bad thing about being at that end spot, though, man, if you watch and and and, and you know, uh, Mo, if we we watch, I watch, I watch football intently. I I watch it very intently, and and I'm very critical. And I think as an end, one of the things you can never do, Mo, uh, you, as you know from an offensive lineman, is come up uh, inside. And and Charlton, you know that if you get inside, if you get under men now. With the with the way the quarterbacks can run, I mean, those two guys yesterday, uh, right. the guy who couldn't run in, in these two games was Brady, eh? I mean, right. he couldn't move in the pocket, but he couldn't get out and put a put any stress on the defense by uh, perhaps right. running. But I right. think the neatest thing is, I watch, I Charleston, I watch you guys, man. Mo and I, when we played, we we had thirty two players, and when you could take it rest, you had to take it because you're on kickoffs. Third right. ones, everything else. But the neatest thing is, um, I, I love to see well-coached players who apply their trade exceptionally well, and 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 that's what I see in a lot of guys. And Charleston, I, I you didn't hurt yourself going to Saskatchewan, man. You uh, you, you kept up your good production, and and uh, I, I'm I'm really proud of you. I think I said that to you long before we talked on this. Uh, on this zoom, but, uh, I, I watch closely, man. And, and you, and you get it done. Thank you. Appreciate that. Appreciate so that. Let's, let's, I want to ask you, I want to ask both of you guys about your guys's playing, uh, days coming. First, I'll start with John and then I'll go to Mo. But, um, John, you started, you're, you're, you're from Pennsylvania. You know, you went down and, and played at, uh, ASU and how was the experience going from, you know, college ball in the States to coming up because you had a chance you were drafted by Buffalo, right? Yeah. You had a chance Buffalo. to be able to play in Buffalo, but you chose to come to Canada and sure. and, and to uh to play here. How did you adjust back then to uh, you know playing ball and, and and not having that one yard off the ball and and all that stuff? And then all of a sudden now you're you're playing in Canada. How was that adjustment for you back in the day? You know, I believe this is true for all aspects of life. Some things are much easier when you're younger because you, you haven't gotten rigid yet. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you haven't you haven't gotten used to things being a certain way for 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 a long while. Yeah, and so exactly. when, I, when I was at Arizona State, I was a running back the first year I went there. And in the second year, I was a running back. And then our, our tight end got hurt. And so then I went to tight end. And then from tight end, uh, my senior year, uh, I played tight end two years of my senior year. I was a. Uh, uh, up and down lineman, linebacker, uh, defensive lineman. So I never learned to apply a, uh, anything other than working real hard and, and always uh, trying to have some speed. And so when I came to Canada, it was kind of like, well, that was the next uh, adjustment I had to make, being the yard off the ball, playing uh, offensive end, or excuse me, defensive end. And, uh, you know, the, the hard part about that was I didn't have uh, – one of the things, one of the biggest reasons I didn't go to Buffalo is because I hadn't had four years of playing at one position. So I didn't want to go to Buffalo and get cut. But the unfortunate thing is I could have made the team sitting on the bench because I know that my abilities as an athlete were sufficient and my everything else would have come along. But but the adjustments were always easy because you, you never got settled. You never 
you, you never just got saying, hey, this is my spot and this is where I'm going to stay. I was, I was, I was used to kind of, as we called it back in the day, reading on the run. So what was coming, you had to see it fast and react to it. And uh, I never liked anything that was uh, put in cement because I had a guy one time tell me when we built a house in Winnipeg, I said, tell me something. Uh, can you guarantee this cement not to crack? He said, no. He says, I guarantee it to crack. So, you know, <laughs> and I always loved that because I thought, you know, life will crack, life, life will crack. And you better make sure that, uh, you know, you got some, some standard in there, some rebar or something that's going to keep you up when it's cracked. So, so my football was always like that. I knew one day it would crack. Fortunately, I, I think I was able to play throughout my career and, and make all-star uh, the first year I started my last year and the whole bit. So I, I don't think my production went down. But maybe I got wise enough to see that I was getting to where I wasn't going to adjust anymore. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. right. Okay. And Mo, let's talk about you coming. You know, you're another guy joining from from the states. You you played right. uh, in Kansas State. Uh, how was it for you to be able to come from from college ball and then come up to Canada? Well, I, I, I'll tell you what. It, it, it wasn't too much of a deal because I just wanted to go play football. I I didn't have no idea what the field was like, how far was this or that. I'm going to tell you a quick story here now so I can see why I, I liked it so much up in Canada and everything. Uh, I was in, I went to a junior college for two years, and the offensive line coach that I had there uh, told me that the officials during the course of a ball game almost flagged me on every snap because they thought that I was all star <laughs> and everything. And I, and I said, I said, you got to kids said, no and everything. That's, that's how fast, that's how quick I was and, and everything. And, uh, and the whole, so when I got to up to the Canada and everything, that wasn't a big deal for me because now those guys are way off the ball there and I can get to those guys a lot faster, a lot quicker because I got to jump off the ball and all that and, and all that kind of stuff, and uh, and and it all works. But playing up in Canada there was one of the most enjoyable times of my life, simply because it was a great opportunity for me to play. I didn't know whether or not I was going to play at the, in the states. I I was with the Jets for all their preseason games, and I got cut right at the end. And that's and Calgary had my rights as far as a player goes. So I came on up to, 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 to Canada. And when, once I got there and got involved in it, I thought it was the greatest game that you could play because of the speed and and all the other things that goes on the big, long, wide field that they uh, had and, and everything. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was an enjoyable time being that I was so young, dumb, stupid, and all that other stuff go along with it. You know who works, but uh, uh, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed playing playing up there. Charleston, what do you what do you think of uh, of these guys and and the experiences? Do you get did you get a, a lot of the same things too, Charleston? When you came up, I mean, you're another guy came up from the states, came up to Canada. What was your first impression? I mean, I mean, I had like the same kind of experience. The crazy thing is, is even though it's in different decades, I mean, it's the same experience. I came up here not knowing nothing about CFL. I didn't even know CFL football even existed. It was just one of those things like, 
I worked, I worked out. Yeah, man, I worked out for arena team, not knowing what was going on. And then this guy asked, came up to me after I worked out for an arena team and said, hey, you ever thought about going to play football in Canada? And I was thinking like, oh, man, y'all don't know nothing about. All I know is because I'm from Michigan, because I'm from Michigan. So I'm from the Detroit area. And all we know is Windsor and everything outside of like Windsor, Toronto. It's all igloos and polar bears and stuff. So I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know nothing about no Canada, nothing about Canada. I don't know if I need to go to this place and go experience it, but I figured it's an opportunity to play football. So I mean, what the hell, really? Just go, go try it out. Hope for the best. See what happens. I guess exactly. Yeah, it's a stepping stone to get to where I want to be and try to figure it out from there. So it's kind of the same little experience, right? Nice. Okay, so then, John, you get to Canada. You're playing up here. Who stands out in your mind as some of the athletes like we had on Mike Pinball Clemens, and we asked him, you know, who is some of the greatest athletes he's played against? And he named off, you know, Doug Flutie, definitely with or against John, who do you remember from your days in the CFL that really stands out as either you hated playing against them or you loved playing with them? Mm. Well, in my day, Lancaster was probably the premier quarterback. There was a Russ Jackson uh, and Ronnie came to Saskatchewan from Ottawa because I think Russ Jackson was the deemed uh, quarterback for the Riders at that time. Yeah. Ottawa Rough Riders, yeah. <clears throat> but uh, you know, there were some great players through the league. Uh, Warren Moon was up here, and before him, you had Tom Wilkinson. And Tommy wasn't a big, tall, strapping kind of guy, but he was very, very smart. And you had some just great, what I call, athletes playing the game. Uh, you didn't have the six foot six, 330-pounders, uh, but you had some guys that were 300 pounds and, uh, of course, from 250 to 300 pounds. And and uh, one of the, one of my... Um, guys that I'll, I'll, I'll always uh, have great respect for is, is a guy, Larry Bird. And also, um, really, yeah, Larry, Larry, you know what? He wasn't the biggest guy, but boy, he would, he would come to battle and, and that was good. And, um, you know, I'm having a bit of a uh, loss of uh, recollection here, but a guard that uh, you had uh, in Saskatchewan, uh, just a great guy. I know his wife was named Sandy, and I can't think of his name. <laughs> well, give me some time no. to think about that. But there, well, you got a name, right? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but uh, you know, really, really good people. And um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be talking to you. Right? No, I'm not gonna. I'll, I'll, it, it's. Uh, I hate to say it. I just can't think of his name. But a great guy in Saskatchewan. Um, throughout the league, one of the best things was that uh, wherever you went, it was a dog eat dog fight on the field. Oh, yeah. You'd always have parties. Yeah. And you'd be invited <laughs> to team parties. And and I remember George, uh, you know, we'd go to a bar after the game and uh, have a few beers and George would come in and set us up with Molson's and and the, and the way you'd go. And, um, you know, the, the league was just fun then. I don't know right. Charles, how, how it is today, but back then, man, you you, you really had fun. You look forward to uh, going to, to, we were in uh, Winnipeg playing and coming back to Calgary, the the airport was fogged and we couldn't land. We went to BC and BC was having their wind-up party, haha. -ha. But anyways, we got back there to BC and we went to their wind-up party. So here we are going to BC wind-up party. We might've beaten them to, to not be in the playoffs in the whole bit, 
But that was the way the league was then. But, you know, the, the, the guys got along so well. And I always like to say, Charlton, we had back then what's known as the don't ask, don't tell. So you go in and you talk to the, the, the general manager. You say, now, you know, we're paying you more money than anybody. Nobody in the league's making more money than you. Now, I don't want you to tell anybody because that's going to throw things off. So don't tell them when they ask you what you're making. So therein lied that keeping your word when you said you weren't going to do something or whatever. And, 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 I, and I think that's what kept, I kept, I think that's what kept uh, uh, Jack in the box, you might say. But no, we, we had a great, it was, it was great. It was really fantastic from the standpoint that I really enjoyed the people. I really enjoyed the people. After that, you know, there was lots of things about the game that wasn't so good, but I always enjoyed the people. Nice. That's awesome. That's crazy. You mentioned something about that. Don't ask. Don't tell. Like the coach right. said, look, don't exactly. talk about. Don't talk about how much you make. <laughs> I, I think that's so. Would you think that was a good thing compared to how GMs operated with their players and trying to hide what one person is making compared to another person, so they don't come back asking for more money? Oh yeah. Well, you, well imagine though. <laughs> I mean, what what did right. what Man Island get sold for? $18 in trinkets. <laughs> so, so, so when you're a player and you don't know, I mean, you're only ignorant because you don't know. And then when you know you do something, you're stupid. So, <laughs> so I'd rather been ignorant because I didn't know than know and be stupid to not ask. All right. So, so, so I, but, but you know, when you look through history, and uh, I, my wife and I watched a good show, and I apologize because I watch things that happen. I don't really care what the title is. So, so I just know that the guard that I'm telling you about is, was a very, very phenomenal good guy. And someday I'll ask you to mention his name on the air again. But, uh, you know, I, I watched Muhammad Ali. I watched uh, Sam Cook. Um, what's his name? Um, the, uh, Jim Brown. I watched that. Jim Brown. Brown. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, you see, they say Sam Cook got rubbed out because he knew how to be a businessman, mm-hmm. and a lot of the, uh, the a lot of the uh, what do you call it singers didn't know about how to save your own records and do this and do that and a whole bit, and and you know once people find out, well you know you get a little burr in your back because hey man I thought this was fair and equitable and all that but fair and equitable is in the eyes of the beholder, yeah, and that's oh, yeah, what life is, yeah. The movie was called One Night in Miami. Yeah, One Night in Miami. One you Night get, in Miami. <laughs> I, never saw, I never saw that, so you've seen it that. It just huh? came out recently. Yeah. It's, a good, it's a really, really, really good I got to go see it. I got to see it. Man. No, no, you can no, you can watch it. You don't even have to leave home. My wife gets delivered to the door, man. Sometimes we don't even go outside for two days. <laughs> <laughs> So, Mo, Mo, I want to know about what was your recollection of, you know, some of the athletes that you faced here? Who are some of the greats that stand out in your mind when you played well, here? God dang, it's so many guys. And I'll <laughs> I, I tell you what, I've misplaced those guys' names so much. It's um, unbelievable. You got to remember some of them, man. You in them trenches. I know one guy I know that I played against when he was playing at uh, Saskatchewan, that was George Wells. And everything, and uh, he was a really, really good player on the defensive end, and, and everything. And uh, uh, Jerry Kelly, uh, uh, Killing, I guess that's what his name is. I can't remember the quarterback that we had. Uh, Leon McCoy was another great 
running back that was good and played for to, Toronto. Yeah. And uh, Warren Moon, you know, I remember Warren first coming up there and everything, you know, old works. And, and, uh, but uh, as far as lots of guys, I, I tell you what, uh, the Fazani brothers are the only thing that I remember at Calgary. Because there was, <laughs> there was two brothers playing and, and everything. Well, I think one of them played linebacker and the other one played. Something the offensive line, I think. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Tom Tom Frizzani and Yeah, Tom Yeah. What was his other brother's name? Yeah. John John. John, John. John and Tom Frizzani. There you yeah, go. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and then all those guys was was great guys and and and, and everything. I played uh, right along beside the old offensive lineman at Calvary. John, I can't remember his name right offhand. That as soon as he got off the uh, off the field, first game I played there, first thing he did was light up a cigarette and ran in front of his locker. <laughs> and I said, "What? Hey, hey, you be kidding? You know who I'm talking about, don't you?" Uh, uh, no. Here's the deal. <laughs> Mo, you're right on. Jerry Keeley, Larry Robinson, and right. Ryan Larry Robinson, that's true. And, and and they lit up some smokes in the lock. I'm yeah. saying, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they, but 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 they did. Hey, uh, Mo, not to interfere with our interview. Go, go ahead, go ahead. Go, you can help me. I, I remember in Calgary, we had this coach named Jim Duncan. Yeah. And Jim Duncan had played with uh, the New York Giants. Uh-huh. And Jim was a caustic kind of man. Very caustic. Now, Rudy Linterman, Rudy was right. Rudy was the coolest guy I knew because Rudy talked back to the coaches. Oh. I never imagined that you had the, the audacity to he talk. Should, that, that's the truth, man. And I never hey, remember but, that. Yeah. They do that down there, Mo? No, no, I'm just saying yeah. Rudy, yeah. He was that sure. kind of a guy. Oh, yeah. Well, Rudy didn't take any flack. So he anyway, take, yeah. Scenarios. We had a guy. Uh, they weren't gonna get rid of him because he's such a good player. That, that oh, was he was phenomenal. Big. Yeah. Plus he was. Yeah. Plus he was Canadian too, and all that. They no, no. <laughs> right. But but you, but here, here I'll, I'll tell you a quick story about um, uh, Rudy. So so Rudy was um, in Toronto, and Rudy kicked off, and Toronto only beat us like forty-eight to seven that game, because 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 three days later, three. You said, three, on, you said only. Yeah, they only beat us 48 to 7. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 but, but three days earlier, three days earlier, we were in Montreal. They beat us like 37 to 3. So now we get to Toronto and they beat us 48 to 7. And in the locker room, Jim, Jim uh, or excuse me, uh, uh, Dick Monroe comes up and says, Rudy, Rudy, look at you, Rudy. Shut up, Jim. Or, or this was Dick. Shut up, Dick. Rudy, you know, and he kept going up one side and down, Rudy, and bang, down he went. He hit me. <laughs> Rudy, I didn't know that. Rudy, Rudy did it. But, but this same Dick Monroe, God rest his soul, Dick oh, Monroe, yeah. we were in Saskatchewan, what, it was 1970 when it was 40 below zero? Right. Did you, did you ever notice that it got that cold in, in, in uh, Saskatchewan, Charleston? Oh, like that right now. <laughs> <laughs> We go out, the field is frozen, freezing yeah. cold, and you got some gloves on. And, and Dick Monroe comes up and says, man, you got to take them gloves off. You aren't going to be able to feel nothing out there. Well, I thought to myself, what? 
you mean you want us to go out there and go to work with our hands in the dirt, frozen dirt, and play a right. game? Right. Well, he's on the sideline looking like a, he was in a muckluck outfit. <laughs> and, 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 no, and this joke, fellas, we, we, we did go on to the Grey Cup that year, but mm -hmm. it was so cold and everybody's hands had been so frostbitten that, I mean, literally at one time, my hands were strong enough that I could hold on to whatever it was. But after that, you never did quite have the strength in, in your hands that you had because they had been frozen so badly and had uh, large grapes that had to be cut and, and all the fluids drained out and a whole bit. But, you know, that, that was a time when, and I really, once again, say that was ignorant because if that guy really knew what he was causing yeah. to occur with his players, well, that'd been really bad if he knew it and didn't care. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, that, but that's life. So what do you right. guys, what do you guys think now of of the CFL and how is it going in its directions? And do you guys still follow the game? I know that we we're talking. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Mo, Mo, do you still follow the CFL? Yeah, yeah. I still follow the game. I, I, I was disappointed that they didn't play this year, but I can understand that situation. Yeah, I watch most of the games whenever I can, whenever one comes on, because we they start so early, and the NFL hadn't started yet, and college hadn't started yet, so. Yeah, I've watched, and then during the season, when the college teams were playing, I, I, sometimes I turn off the college team and watch the, watch the CFL. The players are so much more skilled guys now. I mean, they're so much faster than what they were when we were playing. That's down here, too. But that's one thing that I noticed and that I've seen over the years, the type of athlete that they're getting up there now at that, in that league are, are unbelievable. I mean, she's to cover all that space and to cover all those ground, all that ground, you have to have guys that can run and everything. And one guy that we we, we had here at at uh, K State, and uh, I coached him. He was here playing for us. That plays for the uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats right now. Little bitty guy, <laughs> Brandon Banks. Yeah, yeah, huh? Brandon, Brandon Banks. Bra Brandon Banks. Yep. He played here. When I, I coached him here at K-State. And I'll tell you what, he was one of the most fastest guys that I've ever been around. Tyreek Hill, he reminds me of all that yeah. guy. Yep. And he's working all kinds of records up there in, in, in Canada and punt return kickoff. They, they, they got to a point where they wouldn't even kick it to him for a while there. But <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. They found a way to let make sure that he got his hands on the ball and everything. But, you know, all those type of guys, all those type of athletes that they're getting up there now, I can't. I, I, and it's it's a fast paced situation than it was when we, when we was playing. Although I didn't pay that too much attention because I was just trying to survive up there and do my very best that I could do. <laughs> so, John, what do you think now of the CFL? And and we were talking earlier. And I want to bring this up, Charleston. What was the question we're going to ask John about his wise advice for this, for free agency? Daddy got some wise advice for these young guys approaching free agency. <laughs> you know, you never know what's going to come up. Free agency starts like the players can start negotiating because a new rule got implemented to the CFL now, just like the NFL, where you have a window before free agency to discuss contracts with other teams. And that window is next week, Sunday. So, wow. Going to be oh, some wow. pivotal advice for these young guys coming out. I wish the hit I knew that. Knew about that. <laughs> hey, hey, Mo, hey, Mo. That was we we played in the old days, man. We had lights that you had to have a cord on, like a, a string that you could turn them out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
But uh, you know what? Uh, Roger, Roger Alday. Oh, you were talking about Roger Alday and his wife Roger Sandy. Alday. That's who you're thinking about. That yeah, he's a beast, and he was. A beast. You know what, Roger? Roger, I would say to you, if Roger ever held, he'd have gone and told the the, the official, "Hey, I was holding on that pipe." Roger <laughs> is an honorable. Roger is one of the most honorable men I've ever known in my life. I I have nothing but. He would tell the official that he held the guy. No, no. <laughs> But, but that bro, type of I'll, guy. I'll tell you what, if he would have, he if he had held you, he would have told him. Oh, Roger, okay. I, I can say this. Roger, I, I don't ever remember being held by Roger. He was, he was tough enough. He didn't need to, he didn't need to grab one, but uh, no, you know, uh, Charleston. And, and I think you would agree, Mo. One of the things that you, you do in life is you, you learn, you, you can't stay stagnant. You, you're learning uh, either by what you do or what others you see do or, or just uh, what comes in on the air, you might say. But the thing I like to think about today is when I talk to my sons and uh, and young men who care to hear, uh, I don't think I have anything that's uh, uh, a gospel uh, other than what I've learned in life. And uh, the most important thing I think players can do is is know their value. And, and how do you know your value? Well, I don't think your value is comparable. I think it's your value. And if someone's making less money, uh, you know, or more money. I think there's somewhere in there where a person has to know what what what's going on. You know, in the states, you can pay guys five hundred million dollars for for ten years. It, uh, up here, I I don't know. Uh, maybe quarterbacks are making close to a million dollars a year, but I think Doug Flutie was making close to a million dollars back in the eighties with uh with Calgary. But the important thing is, if you just had a fair assessment of what people were making. A person can judge their their own abilities uh, and and the team that they're surrounded with and and go from there. But I would never ever ever advise anyone without knowing exactly what the uh, circumstances were going to be, vis-a-vis doing or don't do. Uh, right. Just know, just know, don't put yourself in a position where now you only have one way out, and <laughs> that way you got to run through through what that razor wire barbed wire and everything you know don't don't put yourself in those kinds of positions whether it be in your everyday life or in 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 sport or 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 what you know so so i think the young fellas need to know um what's going on i mean you football on defense charlton you know good and well if someone just comes up and brush box you you know it's going to be a screen You, you that should it should be like instantly shocked to know that hey that's a screen i gotta react to that now there might be your your weak side designated if the screen's coming to your side but you know somebody else has got to rush the quarterback but you know the right. rest has got to be it wait on their way to, to, to stopping the screen lots of things like that so I, I think the more that uh people know the better decisions you can make and if and if you don't know you're ignorant like we're, I, I, I look at ignorance as being not knowing. I think right. ignorance, what's wrong with a lot of the world? It's, it's just, it just doesn't know. And then you've got someone that can come and apply ignorance to ignorance, and now you've got a terrible situation going. But, but in sports, especially when it's so short, there's nothing I don't think is worthwhile learning the hard way. I think we All got right, we got a little malfunction going on. Right. <laughs> he's back now. He he just he just froze up right now. We'll see if he gets he gets us uh, if he gets back with us. 
and to do that to see if. So uh, Mo, you got any? You got anything special you could tell these guys? All yeah. these young guys out there ready to hit free agency. I know you got the coaching experience and the playing experience. So now combined with all that knowledge that you have, and you've played mm-hmm. with you've played with some of the best players, coached with some of the best. Now how do you oh, combine you those back. two? Did I jump hey. off? Yeah. Yeah. We lost him. I don't know what happened to me. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm here. Real real short and succinct. Just a, a man needs to know what he's doing. You got it. You got to know what you're doing. And and I don't think that in in life and in the world there's uh you know there's a prey and there's a preyed upon. And so, you know, you got to know which one you are. And and and, and some guys are willows and some guys are oaks. And uh, you know, you got to be who you are in life, and you got to be strong enough to say, hey, I I, I feel like uh, I'm not going to do this through. I'm not going to do that. I you got the right to do that. You you, you have the right to say, hey, I'm I'm not gonna. I'm not going to do that. So, so then, you know, a good thing happens. A man goes on to become all he can be, or you stay in a situation that you'll one day regret. That's, uh, that's, that, that's, that's what uh, maybe being 50 years older than Charleston can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mo, we'll let you, uh, we'll, we'll let you say your, uh, your words of wisdom here too. Well, I'll tell you, back in the days, I didn't, I didn't have a whole bunch of help with my contract and everything. I, so like one of the good old boys, you know, I was so happy to be up there and being part of an organization playing football that I didn't have anyone guide me to work to the point where what I'm worth, in a sense. So I was one of those kind of guys that uh, went in and talked to the guys and, and got what I could out of them and moved on, you know. And, and uh, other than that, that was it. I mean... I just it was it was a cut and dry situation for me to be honest with you because I had an agent that didn't do a whole lot and everything and then the whole work so I dumped him and I did I start and my last part of my years going and doing it myself and everything and the whole couple <laughs> but but yeah take up I mean get what get get what you what you can get and be honest about it and be firm about it and everything and the whole work and. Uh, you know, just do a good job. They'll pay you. You do a good job, and what you think? Oh, yeah, someone, someone else will. The way I look at it, and everything. So that's, that's that's the way you do it. You know. There so you go. Right now, that's what they're doing. They're paying guys <laughs> what they're worth. <laughs> if you're not worth anything to them, and and they got another guy that can do the same thing that you're doing, then that's what's going to happen. I mean, they're going to go get that guy. Yeah, yeah. Screw you. I mean, you know, just that, just, just where it is. But the most important thing, enjoy what you're doing. And like I tell people over and over again, I've always wanted to coach. And when I got done playing up there, I, I, I went and started coaching. And, and I can honestly say that is the best thing that I could have done because that is what I wanted to do. I did what I wanted to do with my life up to this point and, and everything. And that's what you got to look at. You got to do what's best for you and, and your family and move on. And you had a unbelievable coaching career over at King. Right. So uh, right. congrats on that. And uh, right. thanks very much for joining John. I, I wanted to say that uh, I love, uh, I love your rider's gear that you're wearing. I know you probably wore that just for the show. Thanks. Just you, for the who show. gave you that jacket? 
Carm Carteri. The great Carm Carteri, of course, was able to see Carm tell him that uh, I said, hey, and uh, one of the wonderful things about our league, like I'm sure it is in the NFL, is when the guys get together, boy, you can let some zingers fly. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. (laughs) and and, and they don't even have glue to stick (laughs) (laughs) i don't think things have changed right charleston we'll let uh guys we wanted to to thank you very much for coming on the show and talking a little bit about us uh about your days and about what uh you think about the cfl it really has been an honor to have you guys on um normally we get uh charleston's gonna leave you some wise words uh to finish off because i know john you got to bolt here right away and you got to take off so charleston do you have anything else you want to ask the boys or anything else you want to add oh i think that was awesome man thanks for coming on the show fellas that was a, a awesome experience especially for the for all of uh the viewers that we have all the fans that we have that watch the show all the players that we have watched the show you know, okay. y'all, gave, y'all gave them some great advice that they can you know take and and move on into the the rest of their lives and and their football careers knowing that okay. You know what? Either you're the hammer or the nail. That's <laughs> it's, right. It's, it's, how, it's how I right. view it. <laughs> one, way, one way or another, you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one way or another. You got to be right. one or the other. You just got to be able to choose which one you want to be. Uh, there you I, go. I, I like to be the right. Hey, man, make sure you when you're talking to your guys and, and I, I look at life, uh, you know, let's just say it this way. I didn't make all the money in the world, but uh, we were fortunate enough that we could work and do something on the side, and uh, we were able to save football pretty well. And uh, the most important thing the guys can do is uh, play well enough to stay healthy when you're out and save your money until right. you have something really good to do with it. And uh, that's, that's that, right. I, I don't know that you could do better by don't play for 14 years like I did. You don't have to. You, I, I found. Years financially for the years after football because I I was a grown up man then and I and I knew and so I think that uh, don't worry about when you're done with football have a just have a plan that you can work to go forward because you'll be surprised with what you have as a as a human entity what that can be worth in the world out there when you apply yourself the same as you did in football right you, 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 I I think that if there's any fear. There is no fear because you'll 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 adjust as uh, as you always have. So you'll you'll be uh sorry fellas, you'll be great. All right. Goodbye me. And then uh, one thing we didn't even get a chance to touch base on, and maybe that you guys can talk to Charleston about. I know that there's been some talk about this about how how you guys are dealing with the, the CFL and the pension and All right. Are you guys getting a lot of support in that regard? Are well, you- I, I, that's one thing that I called John about and everything, and I've gotten some feedback from 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 uh, a couple guys. I'm 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 missing one thing here that I need to try to get in that social insurance number. I don't know what the heck that is, and then the whole work. I don't I don't recall having having anything to do with the, that type of uh, deal because I use my own state social security number and i don't i don't i don't know where where that's located i have no idea so i got i got i got the office uh casey who is at uh hamilton tiger cats in their business office she's checking into some a uh, couple of things that i might be able to uh retrieve that 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 number yeah but that's sure. that's my only 
that's my that, that's my only deal right now that I'm looking for, and, and I can go forward, go be able to go forth and uh, and retrieve that uh, that money and everything and pension and that pension, right? Yeah. If they, if I can just get that part done, I think I'll be okay. But right now they they're holding it because I got I got to get that number to them. Yeah. Okay. And then Charleston, maybe. Um, or John, did you have any advice for guys in the in the pension? Are you in touch with uh, those guys in in regards to that, or no, not yet? No, I. You know, um, I, I've been in the insurance business for fifty one years, and you know, I took my money out of the CFL's pension uh, a number of years ago. I really don't know how uh, it's it's gone. I'm sure that it's been. Uh, Why the hell okay. you didn't call and tell me that? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse my expression. Here's the bad thing, buddy. Um, I don't. Uh, I try to make sure. No, I'm just kidding. You know, I'm just kidding with you. You know, my, my circumstances were, were a little bit different. But you, you know, it, it oh, I know. Charlton, I know. This early time in your life, buddy. By the time you get to my age, you, you, you. Honestly, I'm at, I'm at I, your I, age. You only two years. You only two years older than I am. What the heck are you talking about? Hey. Mo, I'm I'm an old old, but you're a young old. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thanks no, a no, lot, Jay. Hey, you know you're just a great guy. I'll tell you what, I love you, man. Hey, Mo, I I will always say my early years were my best years, and they got better ever ever since. However, you might want to hear that. And the neat thing right. is, um, you know, fellas, I, I I think that my mentality is I don't want anybody to fall into the holes that I've fallen into in life. And there when I go. tell somebody something. I'm not telling them what to do. I've got grown sons. I've got a grown daughter. I don't tell them what to do. I just say, hey, I'm going to tell you what. I had a similar circumstance at one time, and here's Very what good. happened. Just like I told you about the uh, situation and me trading myself to Winnipeg and then talking too much and not listening enough, and I was now in a position where I had to keep my word, and it wasn't maybe the best thing for my family. But I, I think, fellas, the most important thing we can do is uh, keep our heads up and uh, see what's going on around us all the time and make good decisions. And uh, Charlton, I know, man, you're still playing and you've got some great years to come. I just trust well, the CFL to be able to uh, keep things Charles, going. I thought you was and another retired guy. Oh, Sorry. no, no, no. I'm not retired. No. Oh, way. you still play? How many, how many years have you been playing? 13. Oh, my God. Yeah. Charlton, man. Charlton. You, you look I'm like still, a kid. I'm still, like I, I'm kid. still rocking, man. I'm still, still rocking, man. You yeah, look like a man. Man, I gotta keep all them gray hairs out the beard. Oh, and all that you, stuff. you look like a young guy. I see. That's why I thought. I thought you was a young guy, man. Oh no, no, I'm old, man. Thirty-seven. Hey, oh wow, hey, that's, that's hey, young. Hey. Let me tell you, I'm older than all my coaches. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You are. <laughs> Hey, hey, Charles, you you got enough wisdom, man, and you you've you've seen a lot in life and the whole bit. Uh, if if coaching is something you'd love to do, I think it would be fantastic because what we need to do as as grown men, I'll say, is help right. young to uh, exactly. see. You know, you don't we don't we don't need to watch guys fall in the ditches that uh, maybe we fell into, and we don't need to right. watch people hurt themselves. Right. And, uh, you know, I always felt good about football because I had young guys that played behind me, some in my position, and. If they beat me out, hey, you're welcome to it. But I knew I was able to play, and uh, I, I did play, but it wasn't like I played with fear that someone's going to beat me out. So I always felt like, hey, if I can help somebody. And, and, you know, that's the most important thing that 
even animals help themselves. Why can't why can't we people help each other? You know, so so exactly. you, you got a lot to offer world, man. I, I just wish you great luck, and I'm really right. glad we had this opportunity today because I've always right. admired the play, and uh, I see you as a man today, and I'm, I'm I'm grateful for this, and I thank you for it. You bet. Thank you. I appreciate it. I echo those sentiments. <laughs> there you go. All you right. Bet. Boys, we'll let Charleston uh, usually gives his last words. I'll let him okay. words of wisdom for the last bit of the show here. Okay, hey, fellas, this is the Better With Age podcast. The reason we call this the Better With Age podcast because there's many things that get better with age. Not just you two great gentlemen right here that get better with age, get more wiser. Uh, but there's leather, there's whiskey, there's wine, cigars, there's multiple things that get better with age. But the most important thing of them all is friendships. I'm glad to you have bet. a chance to meet you guys. You I'm bet. Glad to know guys are still friends make sure you guys keep in contact with each other i know that john you reached out to me back in september 2nd 2013 and somehow i ended up missing the message but i made sure that i still got back to it and still reached back out to you to make sure that i did receive your message and i had a chance to really reach back out to you and let you know that i i appreciate you for sending me that message so thank you you guys Take care, man. Thank you, guys. All care, the man. best to you and your family, and uh, you great talking to you. Take you care. Bet. Same here, buddy. All the best. All right, John. We'll see you guys. Hey, yeah, we'll take it easy, buddy. We'll be in All touch, right. buddy.